Welcome to episode 10 of Best Whatever Ever. I am so excited. Why? How come? Because today I get to tell part two of our toy-tastic, toy-themed whatever story. What's a whatever? It's anything kids find silly or important or... Or super, super silly, silly important. important. Those are my bosses, Spencer and Scarlett, who you may already know. I am Ira, who you may already know too. I want to jump right into the story, but first, I think we should do a little recap for the audience to refresh their memory about part one of the story. What do you say? Yeah, totally! Well, if you remember from last episode's story, we ended on a cliffhanger, which means the story didn't end. And not only didn't it end, we stopped just as something crazy was about to happen. Martians were about to blow up the Earth! Yeah, that's right! Couldn't the army have stopped them? Couldn't they have just launched a nuke and disintegrated them? But let's back up. The story is about a boy named Edward and his dog, Alpha. Over the years, Edward's grandma had given him the most incredible, over-the-top toys. She visited him from far away and brought him things like... A submarine! Yeah, a submarine. And not just any submarine, a real life-sized one. And he has a bubblegum-powered rocket ship that folds down into a backpack. That, too. And a bar of chocolate that regenerates. You guys remember. Awesome. So, this time, when Grandma visited, she lost Edward's present along the way. But she has a map, and she gives it to Edward. He decides to follow it to find his present. And that takes him all the way to... Pirate Island in the Bermuda Triangle, and he meets pirates. And they're the toughest pirates ever. So tough, the leader wears patches over both his eyes. And the pirates have hooks for hands and pegs for legs. Eventually, he wins over the pirates and they give him another clue, which takes Edward and Alpha into space and onto the planet... Mars! The Martians were about to blow up Earth. That's right. And that's where we left off. Anything else we should know? His grandma gives the best hugs. Absolutely. And grandma hugs are the best kind. And, dare I say it, super, super silly important. All right, so we're now caught up. Let's get started. Part two, to Mars. Let's go to Mars. La, 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 la. The Quest for the Toy-Tastic Treasure, part two. The giant cannon pulsed with energy. The Martian leader had just given the other Martians the order to destroy Earth. Destroy Earth? Edward and Alpha were about to witness the complete destruction of their planet, their home. Edward couldn't let that happen. Stop, he screamed. He held up the rusty red rock. He wasn't sure why, but he couldn't think of anything else to do. I brought you this. Suddenly, the Martian leader yelled, Wait! One of the other Martians hit a switch, and the cannon immediately powered down. Is that a globby gloober? said the Martian leader. Uh, what what? answered Edward. He checked his alien language decoder. But it didn't recognize the word, globby gloober. And then he said, Um, sure? I guess it's whatever you say it is if that's what's going to stop you from blasting Earth to smithereens. It is a globby gloober, said the Martian. The Martians all cheered. Oh, yeah! 
We left it on Earth and thought we had lost it forever, said the Martian leader. All the Martians bowed down to Edward and Alpha. We are eternally grateful, young Earthling, said the Martian leader. You have returned our precious globby gloober. We dropped it when we fled your planet for our lives. What were you doing on Earth? Planning an invasion? asked Edward. Goodness no! Summer vacation! We heard Earth is really nice this time of year, but we ran into some meanie pirates. They growled and said, Arr! And they had hooks for hands and pegs for legs. I mean, how freaky is that? said the Martian, who had three eyes, an antenna, and green skin. So that's why you wanted to destroy Earth? Because some pirates were mean to you? Yes, of course. Okay. But now we're square, right? I brought you the globby gloober. You're eternally grateful. So now there's no need to destroy Earth, right? Yes, said the Martian leader. We are grateful, so thank you. But those pirates were really mean. So... The Martian leader turned back to the others. Resume our attack, he cried. The cannon charged up again. Wait, said Edward. There must be something I can do. Hmm... The Martian stroked his antenna, thinking, Yes, there might be something. You don't happen to be afraid of big bad tentacle monsters, do you? Um, Edward said. Alpha started to whimper. Well, we seem to have a little big bad tentacle monster problem, and we sure could use some help. Say what, you rid our planet of the monster, and we'll spare Earth. Edward hesitated. He looked down at Alpha, who was shaking her head. He wanted to save Earth, but going up against an alien monster sounded terrifying. Oh, it's even guarding a treasure, said the Martian leader. You can have it as a reward. Deal? Edward didn't see any other choice. Deal. Now, where's this monster? The Martian leader pointed to a cave on the other side of the crater. In there. Moments later, Edward and Alpha stood outside the cave. You ready, Alpha? Alpha whimpered again. I'll take that as a yes. All right, here goes nothing. Edward pulled out a flashlight from his adventure belt and stepped inside the dark cave. The tunnel seemed to go on and on. He really craved some regenerating chocolate, but he couldn't eat with his space helmet on. Edward was scared. He reminded himself that he was his planet's only hope. And between the submarine, the rocket ship, and all his adventure gear, his grandma had given him everything he needed to be a hero and find out whatever treasure the big bad tentacle monster was guarding. Oh, and he remembered he had a monster catcher blaster ray. That should come in handy, right? Just then, a laser beam shot past his head and blasted a hole in the wall. He heard a great big growl coming from the darkness ahead. And then he saw two glowing red eyes. Then the two glowing eyes became four, and then eight, then twelve, and then too many to count. He aimed the flashlight, and it cut through the darkness to reveal the big, bad tentacle monster. It looked like the child of an octopus and a whale. An octo-whale. Edward had read about these legendary extraterrestrial creatures. In a book Grandma had once given him, it growled some more and thrashed its tentacles. And then another laser beam 
blasted from one of its eyes. Edward dove out of the way, and Alpha hid behind him. He pulled out his monster catcher blaster ray, and he aimed it at the octo whale. Hands, er, tentacles, where I can see him, shouted Edward. The monster raised his tentacles, all eight of them. Edward whispered to Alpha, that was easy, maybe too easy. Suddenly, a tentacle came crashing down and smashed the monster catcher blaster ray to smithereens. Uh-oh, Edward was about to become octo-whale food. That's when Edward heard another growl. Only this time, it came from Alpha. Alpha bared his little canines and snapped at the octo-whale. The monster shrank back. In his fear, a puff of ink escaped from the octo-whale. Gross, cried Edward. I'm sorry, said the octo-whale. So embarrassing. Its tentacles relaxed, and he looked scared, scared of Alpha. Fun fact, octo-whales are terrified of dogs. Um, can you please call off the dog? They're so furry, which is really freaky. Only if you stop bothering the Martians. They just want to be left alone. So what do you say? Sure, anything. Just please tell the dog to leave me alone, and I'll take the next flight off this planet. Pinky promise. He held up a tentacle and shook Edward's right pinky. Edward called off Alpha and said goodbye to the octo-whale. But before he left, the monster let him have the treasure. It was just a box that was sealed with some kind of strange alien-looking lock. Edward headed back to the Martian leader. Well done, young Earthling. We will spare Earth, and you get to keep the treasure too. How do I open it? asked Edward. That's what the globby gloober is for. The Martian leader held up the rusty red rock and brought it close to the box. The rock glowed, and then so did the lock. It popped open. The globby gloober was some sort of key. Inside was another piece of paper, another piece of the map. And this time, the arrow circled around and pointed back at the drawing of the house and the address 2601 Trickleberry Lane, Edward's home. He was really confused. Does this now mean I have to go home empty-handed? He asked Alpha. He couldn't see any other choice. Edward said goodbye to the Martians, blasted off in his bubblegum-powered rocket ship, and headed back to Earth. Unfortunately, the rocket ship ran out of power because the bubblegum ran out of flavor, and it crash-landed back on Pirate Island. But fortunately, his submarine was still there. He said hello to the pirates and then goodbye, and he told them they should be nicer to aliens. The fate of the world depends on it. After many days of traveling under the sea, Edward and Alpha finally arrived back home. Grandma was drinking tea on the front porch. Hello, Edward. Did you find your gift? Edward looked down and shook his head. No, I didn't find it. I didn't find anything. Sure, he may have had a great time, but he hadn't found his real treasure, right? Grandma responded with a warm smile and a twinkle in her eyes. Why was she smiling, Edward wondered, and then he put it together. The submarine, the bubblegum-powered rocket ship, the regenerating chocolate bar, the adventure outfit, and all its gadgets, and everything else she had ever given him. Maybe, just maybe, 
Grandma had planned this quest all along. Nah, it couldn't be. Grandma stood up. She kissed him on the cheek, mushed his hair, and then pulled Edward into a big, loving hug. Not only did Grandma bring the best toys, she also brought the best hugs. And that's the end of Edward's adventure. I have a question. Have either of your grandmas ever sent you on a quest around the world? No. Yes, they have. That is totally not true. How about you tell the truth? How about we fire you? Okay, okay. I was just kidding. Take it easy. Please don't fire me. Let's change subjects and talk about next week's whatever. So it's holiday time here in the United States, where we record Best Whatever Ever. We just had Halloween, and the next holiday is... Thanksgiving! That's right. So let's do something around Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving can be a pretty cool whatever. Even though it is a U.S. holiday, it's still all about things that everyone in the world can relate to, like being thankful. So guys, between now and then, why don't you think about what you're thankful for? Sure thing, Ira. I'm thankful you haven't made any bad jokes yet. Ha ha. Anyways, everyone at home, please let us know what you're thankful for too. Go to thebestwhateverever.com and you'll find all the ways to reach us. Instagram, Facebook, email, whatever. All the information is also in the show notes. Until next time, best whatever ever. Best whatever ever. Best whatever ever. Bye. Today's story was written, produced, and edited by me, Ira Singerman, with help from Spencer Ann Scarlett. If you want to support the show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And feel free to email me with any feedback at bestwhateverever at gmail.com. And I'll put all other information in the show notes, so check it out. Thank you so much for listening. Please tell your friends about us. Until next time, this has been the Best Whatever Ever podcast. Bye, everybody.